Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Happy belated life day, everybody. My name's Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I don't like that woo. It wasn't it wasn't authentic. No? What? It felt like it felt like Kirkland brand woo, you know? What? Hey man, don't be knocking great, Costco Kirkland great, brand. Great, great value woo. <laughs> oh man, Aldi brand. Uh, this is Kyle, and you know what? I appreciate the effort either way. You know, I'm not. Thank you. I don't care. Thank if you. No participation trophies See, look, out here on the beacon. You know, I don't care you know, if you it can't... was discount bargain bin or not. <laughs> you know, you know. It, last woo. last time, Josh is complaining. Oh, I'm upset. There's no woo. This time, I give him a woo, and he, I get so there Kirkland is no brand. pleasing you. What, there's no pleasing Josh. Let's just be honest here. He is just, you know, he's in his Darth Maul sweater over there. He's just. Yeah, he's consumed <laughs> by the dark side. That's brooding. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's just over there. He's he's doing his thing. So, Hey, uh, don't make me tell the listeners about Vadergate 2023. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Um, but no, it, it, now he's got his hood up. Now he's he's really like he's gonna come through here and like stab me with a double bladed saber in a minute. <laughs> um, well, hey everybody, it's been a hot minute. We are hey, back. We took everybody. a Whatever, sorry. Hey everybody. Hi everybody. Hi Doctor Nick. Oh come on. Um, but no, it's it's been a while. Uh, we we had a couple weeks there. It's been a while. Really, really I was not waiting <laughs> for it. Oh, <laughs> Kyle's gonna be like, man, I got too I many musical drops this, this yeah. week. <laughs> um, but no, we 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 had a couple weeks there because it was it was just not a lot going on. Um, things have been pretty quiet. Uh, we are gonna continue with our deep dive of kind of characters that are correlating to tv shows so we do have a fun one today to talk about we're going to dive into a little bit of news a little bit that we do have as i said at the beginning happy belated life day that was uh november 15th dumb uh, so it was a couple of days ago um you know it's it's a merch drop for disney and star wars um, this one you did last year oh well see, see. It's, it still counts it's okay. on life day did you get wasn't the orb? a Star Wars tattoo though? Oh Lord. come on, man! Um, we so we had Life Day a little bit a couple days ago. Uh, we do have a new. We did get a new High Republic novel drop as part of yeah. Phase Three, so we're back to Excuse where we me? left off at the end of Phase One. How embarrassing! Uh, I didn't even know sh- this. Josh, you got to yeah. keep up. So uh, I am actually super eager to dive back into this because. I didn't do a lot of the whatever the phase two was where they took us back a couple hundred years. So yeah, I didn't read any of the back waves to where of we that left phase. off. I did. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Fake fan. I know. You guys are fake fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new novel, uh, Eye of Darkness by George Mann, dropped uh, November 14th. Uh, so just a couple days ago. And then we do have the next one that's coming up in order 
of the books being released is Escape from Vallow, which is a Daniel Daniel Jose older novel with uh, Alyssa Wong. That one comes friend out the, January. Excuse 30. me, friend, friend of the, of the show. show, Daniel. Yes, Jose friend older. of the show. Um, so that's you got time to pick up George Mann's book, um, read it, and then by January thirtieth, you've got a couple months until the next one rolls out. So be on the lookout. Guys, for remember that. we used to do interviews? That's crazy. Those were the days. <laughs> we we used to all to read those. the books then too. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, way I do, behind on the books. I the whole shift though in the the High Republic back to like hundreds of years before thing. Yeah, I never got into it. Get yeah, it didn't get me going. So I'm excited to get back to where we left off though, um, with the Nile and um, basically dismantling the Jedi at this point. So I, I'm kind of excited to get back into that. But um, hopefully everybody has maybe kicked off. A little bit of holiday shopping uh, for the Star Wars fan in your life. The Ahsoka the White from Hot Toys dropped the other day. Um, it is not cheap. It's $300 for Ahsoka the White. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit pricey. It is a much better uh, sculpt and leku than what you got from the Mando version of it so if you're looking for maybe a little bit better version of ahsoka um in the appearance um there's the new a one there's is, quite a few of those six scales now because there's a there's the mm-hmm. clone wars season seven one two is it mm-hmm. just those three or is there a fourth one there is the is there young clone ahsoka wars? there's early clone wars ahsoka that yeah. one's out there um they released like Ahsoka from Mando by herself. And then they put out like a two pack with her and Grogu and like, they have like 8 million Grogu's out there in the hot toys line. Um, and they just package them as like a deluxe version. So, um, Grogu, huh? I, I, I learned my lesson. You remember when Grogu was a, or well, he wasn't Grogu. He was just Grogu. Grugu. He was just Baby Yoda, and there was no merchandise, so Mm -hmm. we pre-ordered all this shit, and then... I'll just get everything. Yeah, no, you will not. Now there's so much stuff, and it's like, why? And it's all on clearance. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was was a point when I was like... Character breathe. Where I was like, hey, I only need these like three or four more figures, and I've got every Ahsoka figure they ever put out. And then they put out 462 more. And now there's a million I don't have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there is, uh, well, and, and lately, Chopper has been uh, gaining so quite the traction right in the market. I'm which all is, about there being as much Chopper merch as possible. Which is great. I mean, he's he's popping up everywhere. So that little murderous droid is um, is is just... Chopper Chopper. It's just so hot right now. Um, and that was actually next on my list. If you're looking for an item to get, you know, the Star Wars fan in your life, Amazon Prime, uh, as part of their Black Friday sales, has the Chatterback Chopper at 30% off right now. I feel like, is, got it. I feel like Justin's getting commission on this thing. He's brought it up like three no, times. I'm getting nothing, man. Um, I just want people to enjoy the, the little fun uh, droid that is Chopper, the... Um, I was trying to think of a good term, but I, I can't. One's escaped me at this point. Go ahead, Josh. Chopper's a big fan of Dana Carvey. Um, I have some Star Wars shopping news. Okay. Mm, go ahead. 
I had already pre-ordered that book, so it was already in my Audible. That's my news. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for filling us in. Um, Yeah. Because I read the books right away. Uh, this I'm, just in. Josh pre-ordered an audio novel. Josh already downloading the book. But yeah, so you can score Chatterback Chopper off Amazon for thirty percent off. He's down to fifty-five dollars. Regular eighty dollars, I think. But he's got like forty plus. He's like animatronic. He like follows you around or something. He's has voice commands. Um, I don't even know. There's like 40 different things he does. He's pretty cool. I don't, don't have him yet. So, um, but yeah, go check that out. Um, that was really all I had for news and notes, uh, this week. I didn't have a lot, but, um, we do have, um, a great character to talk about this week that kind of ties in with everything that we've been hearing and seeing in the TV shows and Mando and in, um, and in, um, Ahsoka, we are going to be talking about Mithron Yorodo. Thrawn himself, the blue man, Grand Admiral uh, Thrawn. Yeah, Grand Admiral, whatever you want to call him. He uh, he comes in. He comes into the Empire swinging a big stick. He does. He uh, he is the man that uh, commands a lot of respect when he walks in the room from everybody. So, um, originally introduced, people be in, looking respectfully. Mm. What's that? His big stick. Yeah, <laughs> something the Chiss um, are known for, I guess. <laughs> he uh, for, made his first appearance um, in. Well, I don't even know if I guess he first appeared uh, in the Timothy Zahn 1991 novel *Heir to the Empire*. Um, and Banger. since then, has made countless appearances in tons of different novels, comics, shows. I I can't count them on two hands for sure. Um, but he's been in. I don't even know video games. Um, he's been in just a ton of different stuff. Um, it's, it's hard to like list. I mean, it's like a, a working actor in Hollywood. He's just got like 200, 300 plus credits to his name for everything that he's done. So, um, but originally the trilogy, um, for heir to the empire, um, is where he appeared and kind of made it, made his presence known. And that's really where the character became so popular. To start with, right? Yeah, and, um, then, and then since then, go ahead. Yeah, Kyle. I was gonna say, and then you know when the D- Disney bought Lucasfilm uh, and sort of wiped everything from canon except the movies, they Thrawn was one of the many like fan favorite characters that got made quote legends, um, and he was gone for not that long. Um, because he got reintroduced into Rebels here in these two episodes that we're about to talk about, um, which was such a big deal because he got brought back into the universe. And now he has, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, three book trilogies now in the current canon. Yeah. 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 Two of them are real good. And a standalone comic. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's out a there lot now. Of stuff going on. Yeah, I just wanted to to uh, put this out there. So you know, Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012, and then they didn't make that like everything, but the movies and the cartoon 
isn't canon anymore. They didn't make that announcement like right away. They made that announcement in like 2014. And um, I went to a tiny con at a hotel like in Metro Detroit and uh, met Timothy Zahn. And there's like the creator of the I mean, character. Like, yeah. Creator of the character. And actually he was Author. like one of the first like fellow Star Wars fans. I got to debrief on the expanded universe no longer being canon. Like the the literal like one of the godfather cornerstones of the expanded universe. It's pretty cool. So this is a, a Star Wars author and uh nerd therapist, I guess. Yeah, and they brought him back in mm-hmm. to consult on this character when they brought him back into Rebels, and he has, like I just said, authored now nine books, um, full novels uh, in the current canon. And again, mm-hmm. I'll, I think one of those trilogies was not as entertaining as the other two that were quite good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree, and I and I. And I liked the one, the trilogy that you didn't like. I liked it more than you did. And I still, you know. Yeah, it's just it's not as good as the other two, the for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're really, um, he, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, there's a lot of lore associated with the character that, to your point, essentially got cut out and then kind of brought back in again when Disney made the purchase. Um, But they really brought him back into the fold in star Wars rebels. That's where we first Mm -hmm. see uh, Thrawn again and where we kind of go, okay, this is a character that um, those of us that read the books growing up, you know, understand who he is and and he's now back into the fold. Um, He makes his first appearance in rebels in uh, season three right steps into shadow that's the first episode where we actually get uh thrown back on the map and in season three he's in countless episodes um he's mentioned a couple times but in he's in at least what five to seven i think episodes in season three um and then in season four he's in a good chunk of season four because that's essentially what the story was related to was Thrawn's development of the TIE Defender program, them running that program on Lothal, which directly correlated to Ezra and and Kanan and everybody else um, in the Rebels crew. Uh, And it kind of more, I don't want to say morph, but the plot developed into, okay, you know, we're not just uh, robbing from the Empire anymore, kind of being a nuisance to him. We're actually trying to shut down um, a big, cog in the imperial wheel of what uh of what what thrawn was trying to do and what his program was capable of doing yeah lothal was always really special to the ghost crew that's where ezra grew up that's where they found ezra they that's where kanan and ezra went to the jedi temple to like complete kanan's training and sort of cement Ezra as a Jedi. He got his kyber crystal there. Uh, they even mention how they're connected to this place. And um, through the TIE Defender program, they have forced the the Lothal people into, you know, labor. I, w- I won't say that they're not slaves, but they're definitely like 
not fully free either. They're under the thumb of the empire working in these factories, uh, and they've destroyed the planet, uh, mining it for resources to create these ships. Um, you know, and they, they decide they've got to go back and rescue it. It's been on their radar for a long time. Ezra is fighting to go back to Lothal for a long time. And they finally, um, convince Mon Mothma and the, and the leaders of the rebellion to let them go and let them, um, take a stand because you got to remember rebels takes place before the proper open rebellion. Uh, and this leads into this episode really well because Thrawn shows up because, um, governor price asks, Hey, can I bring in the seventh fleet, right? The seventh fleet. Can I bring mm-hmm. in the yeah. seventh fleet? Because, and he's like, well, you've got Admiral so-and-so. And she's like, well, he's a politician. He's not really a military guy. He's not getting the job that done. That guy's a sucker. We got to get him out of here. <laughs> we got to get a real mover and shaker in here. And, and there's a I know whole, just the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got just the guy <laughs> for the job. Uh, and there's a whole discussion about like, Oh, uh, it's just it's just a few annoying people, you know. Is there? It's not a rebellion. These people aren't organized. Yeah, exactly. They're so they're not even they being the empire. They haven't even accepted that there is a rebellion. And to their credit, the rebels um, are making an effort not to be in an open over rebellion, just like in um, Andor. You know, which is I was just going to say, it's like echoing the the brash, like unaware confidence of the Empire, not realizing like mm-hmm. what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. When I timelines are a little funny, but those things would 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 probably be happening at around the same time. Yeah, because this mm-hmm. is when the the Empire doesn't quite have their guard up the way they do in the events of the original trilogy. (coughs) But I kind of said it right there. That's the, that's the whole premise for Thrawn coming in is, Mm -hmm. um, these things keep happening on Lothal. They've got this big project that Justin was just talking about the tie defender project. And I think we've talked about that in the past, Mm -hmm. but that was sort of the two, uh, competing, plans that were being pitched by uh, upper management in the empire was either the tie defender program or the um the death star um mm-hmm. all your eggs in one basket or lots of yeah. eggs just out but, there flying around my opinion and thrawn would agree with me those tie defenders the rebels could have never stopped it nope yep they never could have stopped agree. it um that death star is probably a little scarier but the you know a million tie defenders they couldn't have done anything about it so she is we've got this project we've got to defend it these 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 rebel cells keep messing with us and this uh this second rate guy i've got he's not getting the job done so let's bring in the big guns grand admiral thrawn and one of the imperial lackeys was even like grand admiral and he's like yeah you know after my maneuvers at the Battle of Tanab. That's not really what he said, but <laughs> Batoon. Um, it was Batoon. He got he got promoted, and like I, they basically created a rank for him. Did they not? Mm-hmm. 
I think that was like originally how that he was the first Grand Admiral, and that's why no one had really uh, heard of it at the time. Established that rank. I'm not sure. I don't know. I thought Josh that was the is, case, uh, but I could have been wrong. Jo- if it's out you know, there, Josh one, will find it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I was going to say, if it's out there, Josh will find it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, no, no one can hide from me. Um, <laughs> it's It's something that was present before but has been glossed over you know in in the more present times um but you know the empire uh is xenophobic like they're in in the eu they were always like all human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was very purposeful and then thrawn is this like one token hire and that was like oh that he's so good Mm mm-hmm that Palpatine respects him, even though he's not an, a human kind of. Yeah, I think know. it's a little well, more subtle <laughs> usually in the like uh, on screen media. in the In the books, it's more overt for sure. They talk about it. Um, well, I think it was even more overt when it was previously the pre Disney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I don't mean to be like, oh, Disney, blah blah blah. Like, I'm not saying. I'm just saying it was. I think there was a little bit less of a leash on mm. some of that the details back then. So, and I think they've done a, putting in stuff like that. They've done a good job, I think, of reintroducing the character, but still kind of sticking to a lot of the original. Oh yeah, no, way that the same he was. Flavor. It's, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah pretty yeah. good. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. You you would know it better than I would, but um, the original partnership, the whole reason that Thrawn came into the Empire. Uh, was his partnership with the emperor to save, uh, to basically help his people. He agreed to serve the emperor, right? And help him basically in exchange that if I help you get to where you want to go, you can help my people against uh, the Vong, right? No. Wasn't that, wasn't that why they did it? No, he was exiled. Oh, that's right. Nine. Yeah, no. That what you're saying is more similar to the their current the canon, current canon. Yeah, he's looking for help against the Gris. That's it. Yeah, Thank I was you. gonna say that's the current. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he story. was a pariah uh, among the, previous... the Chiss in the original timeline. Getting real inside, gotcha. inside baseball on the front been, here. It's been a while since I read any of that stuff, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't read the old books in probably, what, 20 years, I would guess. It's been a long time. Um, and to Kyle's point, the, the most of the new books are good. Some of them were not great. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's... I think it's the um, Ascendancy trilogy I didn't love. Is that the one? I think so. Is that the one with the double vision and the? No, Anakin no, stuff? no. That one's no. good. The double vision thing's silly. Like it, it, on audio book, yeah. they say it over and over and over and over, so it gets double like a little like, annoying. But that that story is really good. It's the mm. it's the one with the the like weird aliens selling the the gems. I think it's the Ascendancy trilogy. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's I know what you're talking very about now. Good. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Um, but Thrawn as a whole yeah. in the Star Wars universe, right? Vast knowledge of 
battle strategy in the current canon. Vast knowledge of battle strategy, um, worldly worldly traveler, I guess, if you want to call him that. He's like, always playing studier. a long game. He's always looking at the big mm-hmm. picture. That's the that's uh, the main thing. And they they these first two episodes of season three of Rebels that we're talking about, they do a good job of like establishing that he's always working an angle. He's always trying to like gather more information and he's going for like the grand slam rather than like the home run, you know, like we can Mm -hmm. in this episode specifically, he, he kind of, I I don't, are we, how, how much detail are we going into the episode? But he like kind of tricks the ghost crew and, and corners them and he he gets to a position where he could have taken them out but he chooses to let them go cuz he's trying to figure out uh you know where the the rebel base is you know not just take out mm-hmm. these 8 or 10 people you know and that that was like a big shock to all these people like oh we have them we have them we have them he's like no 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 let, and while well, we're going to let them go with these ships well you know let them have these couple things uh, and they're going to lead us to everyone else because he's always got he's kind of a couple steps ahead of everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. no, that's his main. That's his main thing is always he's always like thought of the next, the next thing. Yeah, and I feel like that maybe this is going to be like a very nerdy of me to say, but or or hipster, or however you want to say it, but like. The more mainstream me- the media gets, I feel like the the less of a good job they do of really showing that. Like in the books, which I get it, that's just the nature of print media like that. In the books, they do such a good job of explaining like he has these long-term plans and they're so intricate and like nobody else really understands it until it's all unfolded. Uh, And then in Rebels, they do like a pretty good job of that. And then in Ahsoka, it was like they didn't really do it much at all. Like, I guess he, he, he gets less screen time in Ahsoka, but um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think they, they really, showed it as much in the live action show even as they did in rebels and definitely not as much as in the novels i get you so like it's almost like as he becomes more mainstream it's not as defined or um what do i want to say uh it's not it's as, not as clear that this man something. is a, a genius yeah. like a, a strategic genius right um yeah like in so the novels it's a borderline superpower yeah yeah yes agreed agreed so all right so sh- let's shift gears from this go ahead josh sorry go ahead josh well so i think i think the thing to remember is also you're going from an an hours and hours and hours long book mm-hmm. that's he's the he's main also the protagonist of, yeah and then to a you know what twenty episode season screen time thing where he's the main villain, and then an eight episode thing where he's like one of three story arcs. Yeah, they've they've think, got. Less I mean, that's time part to of it too. Like sure. they've got a lot less time to 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 
build that narrative. Mm-hmm. True. Give that backstory. I mean, that's what True. that's what we're here for, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let <people> know. <laughs> so let's. He's let's like sh- wicked so- smart. <laughs> Nice. So let's shift gears here a little bit, though, and go, all right, so we had him in Thrawn, or we had had him in Thrawn. So we had Thrawn in Rebels, um, and you do get a lot of that backstory, and you, you, as you watch the show, um, you do see his plan, and it's very spelled out in Rebels. Yeah, I think we're going to cover more of his stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah. like, no, it's, here's why I'm letting them go, because if I let them go, they're going to lead me to here. And if they lead me to here, then I can get to who's really behind the rebellion and I can find the higher, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you don't have to talk like that. You could just, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but then when you get to, uh, when you get to Ahsoka, um, I just mess with you. When you get sorry. to Ahsoka in the current version of Thrawn, you, you get a little bit of it. He was but mostly it's not... just doing math in Ahsoka. He's like, ah, oh, we got we got yeah. these two Force guys, and then we got these 20 <laughs> troopers, and there's only three of them. We'll be good. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so we've reduced him to an algebra teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but you get a little bit of it, too, but you're right. To your point, it's not the same level of, I don't want to say, like, developed thought processes. It's just not as elaborate. That, that are laid out. Yeah. Like, like for example... Yeah. In these two episodes that we're discussing today, of the first two episodes of season three of Rebels, they the ghost crew breaks out fan favorite, at least the fans on this show, fan favorite Hondo Onaka, who's in whatever, some kind oh, of prison no. cell. They break How dare you? How dare you? How dare you what? Imply that he's not a universal fan favorite. Oh, okay. He, I'm sure he is, but I, I can't. <laughs> Less than one that. week after you met the man for the second time. Yeah, had a great interaction with Jim Cummings. Um, but they break out Hondo because Hondo is sharing a cell with an Ugnaught who has some information about uh, where they can get a bunch of Y wings. Basically, long story short. Um. And then Thrawn, he says, hey, we saw Hondo get broken out of prison, and we saw the ghost crew, the rebels, um, blow up these TIE fighters over here, and over here, these two things might seem unrelated, but I know that Hondo was sharing a cell with this Ugnaught, and this Ugnaught was working at this decommissioning plant over here by where this TIE fighter was. So I'll bet they're going over to this decommissioning plant to get some ships. Pretty good. Uh, and Man, he's like Santa Claus, you know? Yeah, he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. Uh, and then, not creepy at all. So he removes the hyperdrives from those ships. He doesn't just like, he like sets this whole trap for them. So when they go to take the Y wings and they get up into uh, upper atmosphere or outer space and they go to jump, they can't jump and boom, here comes the fleet and they show up to corner them and, um, you know, F them up because he was a step ahead of them the whole time. And this is like our first introduction to Thrawn. Now, granted, uh, Hera swoops in on the ghosts and saves their butts as usual because she's slick like that. 
And that's when Thrawn chooses to let them go because he's still gathering intel and he's trying to chase down the fleet and all that stuff. He's got like, he's still looking at the big picture. But that's a good example of he is connecting these dots that no one else is. um, And he is setting traps. He's a step ahead of his adversaries. Uh, Even his peers don't really know what he's up to most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that was really where we get the first taste of him in, in, um, what is that? Steps into shadow, right? That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the second one, which is Hera's heroes, we get m- kind of a, a glimpse into his art. I don't know what you want to call it. Like his art, um, focus and why he likes art and why he pays attention to it. And yeah, he's like an art historian. Yeah, and like why it's a big thing to him, right? Because it gives him, I don't want to say an advantage, but it it like tells him what he needs to know about the people that he is um, fighting against. Because in in, uh, the second one, we get into um, Hera's Heroes, which takes place on Ryloth, right? And I didn't didn't watch that one. I I just watched the first two. I mean, no, it's okay. I have um, watched it a bunch yeah, of yeah. times, but I just did. But the that first one, arc. he's that's the whole one that centers around the Calicori, right? And he's got Hera's Calicori and why it's so important to her, but why he also holds it in high regard as well because he's using it to study his opponent to learn. Yeah, by what understanding, makes them tick like, well, and that's history. the other thing too is we're we're looking at things on like a galactic scale so like the variation like you know the difference between it's it's more than the difference between two countries on earth two planets like it's an entirely different species like it's a they they live entirely different ways you know what i mean so like by Mm -hmm. understanding these people he understands how they're going to behave and the decisions they're going to make and all those kinds of things and um yeah they do they do a really good job of explaining how he uses the art and the literature of you know the local people to understand those things and you know how they operate mm-hmm. go ahead josh um i just wanted to provide a tldr for those um out there that that's you know wanted that sort of thing too long didn't read he's a nerd thrawn He's, he's yeah. a nerd. nerd. <laughs> he's a nerd. He's like he's like he us. looks he's at a... paintings and stuff, and then he knows about you and your people. He's an athletic nerd. No, <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, what's the one episode? He's fighting the 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 droids in the training yeah. room. Um, he's got he's got wicked good uh, hand yeah. to hand to hand fighting skills. Thrawn, who'd he ever beat? <laughs> Actually, kind of no. Josh is into voice mode tonight. <laughs> He's just you were, but you were both different. You were Josh. both trying your hand at impressions. Today. I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So let, let's dive into the Kyle. Sorry, <clears throat> let's dive into the second episode here. Right. So that was. I mean, we. Well, I, I mean, we covered like the, the second. Thing, the right? second episode is when they steal the Y wings. Yes. Um. So when. 
when they get the Y wings up and he first encounters, I forget what he says at the end. Cause he says something at the end. I thought when he first encounters Hera, but, um, oh, that he was very remember. intrigued by the, by her, like by the pilot that came in and basically saved him. But, um, he's always got a lot of respect for his, uh, you know, competent opponents. I, I think he, he legitimately likes Hera and Sabine, uh, you know, at least in as much as he respects their capabilities. Do you mm-hmm. think Hera is his number one foil? Pro- probably, possibly. Or Ezra, I mean, I know, Ezra, I know maybe, Ezra but... is how he got out there, but I feel like prior to that, it was Hera. Yeah, I, think I mean, so. just because like leader to leader, I guess. Well, and mm-hmm. he like actually captured Hera once, yeah. and he took her Calicori, and he took her whole home, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and they're like the leaders of their fleet type. I I agree with that. And I think um, Phoenix Squadron and Hera were doing some significant damage to um, to the fleet and, and to the Empire um, until until Anakin stepped in and just basically decimated them. Now I don't remember which episode that was, but. He he killed a lot of A-wing pilots in one episode and pretty much decimated them. But yes, I think outside of that, as far as uh, it's so funny, Justin, just laugh. Strategically, um, Hera is on almost on the same level as as Thrawn, and and it's um, I, you're right, Kyle. I think that is his, and she can pilot his, uh, almost as good as a force wielder. And with not wielding mm-hmm. force, she is real yep. slick behind the wheel of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also she's pretty like well a quintuple threat. So the quintuple threat. At. It's also um, what was I going to say? It's also his um because of where he came from and because of his knowledge, I believe, um, in it's mentioned in the aftermath trilogy, which is eons ago um, that that trilogy came out. That was actually, I think the first novels in the new Canon that was basically dropped to kind of bridge the gap between return of the Jedi and uh, force awakens. But it was, it was basically uh, race. That's, Thrawn's knowledge of the unknown regions is what Ray Sloan leveraged to basically have the contingency plan um, after after Return of the Jedi going into The Force Awakens um, to develop the First Order. So that knowledge that he had and how he documented was still around well after, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi and the fall of the Empire. And I know... They go into great detail in the novels about the Chiss and where they are and why Thrawn came to the part of the galaxy that we're more familiar with and all this stuff. But I don't think they really touch on it in Rebels. Um, Obviously, they have not in Ahsoka yet, if they ever intend to. So um, I think, unless you... um, are someone who reads the books, the whole thing about the Chiss, uh, it's unaddressed. It's just Thrawn is the only one you ever see, pretty much, right? Am I wrong about mm-hmm. 
They don't ever say no. anything about it, right? He just shows up. Here's this blue guy. Boom. Deal with it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Blue guy and Um. All right. So let me ask you guys a question here. No. So. <laughs> all right. We're done. Show's over, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. Um. Why do you think? Uh, why do you think Thrawn is such? I guess a beloved villain. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier he was protagonist in some novels. In Rebels, he is he is portrayed as the villain. Um, same thing in um, Ahsoka at this point. Why do you think though people still kind of like Thrawn? I guess as a villain or as a character that is is to be honest, pretty evil. Um, I, I forget which episode of rebels it was, but he had, uh, he had the inquit. Was it the inquisitor just chopped down the two lackeys that were, um, that basically didn't do their job right in front of callous and price. He had them cut their heads off. Um, like he's, he's pretty ruthless. So why do you think people still kind of go, Oh, we love this guy. He's great. Or is it just the, we love to love a good villain? type thing. I don't know. I think one there are people in fandom who like to like things that are a little more obscure and for a long time Thrawn was like you only knew if you knew. Uh and I disagree. I think he is not that ruthless. I think he is sort of like accessible because he is level-headed and just kind of playing the odds like he's just doing what he feels like he needs to do like he's not necessarily being malicious for the sake of it um he's just hedging his bets and he's sort of like hitched his horse to the to the to the better wagon you know like the empire has the better gear and the better odds. And so I'm with the empire because that's going to help me help me help my people, which is ultimately what he's Mm -hmm. really trying to do. Um, Yeah. They kind of took him from being a villain to kind of being like a, a, not an anti-hero, but like a a tweener of some sort, you know, w- mm-hmm. with adding that whole backstory. He's just like a rogue or something. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. He, cause he's not like chaotic neutral. Yeah, He's not the emperor who yeah. like is just trying to hoard, you know, power for himself. He's not like being manipulated by anybody. Really? He's not just trying to harm people for the sake of it. He, you know, he's, you know, trying to achieve his goals and he, and it is a battle strategy and he did. I mean, he's he a did, soldier. Uh, he kills people. Well, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was going to so say he, well, he did fire on Lothal. He did fire on the people of Lothal in the buildings. What murder? I, I mean, why is Chopper but, popular? He killed 20,000 people. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, we can't Luke Skywalker blew yeah. up the death star. It's, I, <laughs> It's all semantics at that point. Justin had friends on that Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> Justin was supposed to be there. Um, he just took the day off. Good for me, yeah. I guess. I called in sick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, no, it is, it's weird. It's kind of a, it's a, you know, you love, you love the character. Um, it's more than the voice, I would say, because the voice, I think, um, putting the voice to that character the way that Lars has, 
certainly helped it, I think, a lot. Um, but it's more than that. It's just no, I think who, he was popular he before he was a, ever on Rebels. I think like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. yeah. But like, I think for people who uh, maybe didn't know him before that and didn't know who he was until Rebels, uh, you know, I think that certainly helped to have that kind of uh, I don't want to say a character um, trait. I guess it's because it's a very distinct voice. It's a very um, big part of who he is, at least as far as animation and live action. Um, And if you didn't have that voice, it would be a little odd, I think in live action versus what we saw in rebels. Um, And I didn't notice it because I know Lars had said something about the cadence and the pacing in Ahsoka, um, but I didn't get it. I, I, to me, it sounded just like he did in rebels. I, I thought pretty close. Yeah. I didn't notice much of a difference. So, yeah. Um, Do you guys think we're going to get to a point where Thrawn is actually killed off? Um, Because clearly he was not at the end of Rebels. Um, You know, he he was not killed off at the end of Rebels. We've found Thrawn now. He's back into the fold. Do you think we're going to get to a point where the character actually is killed off, but yet he may live on in other stories whether it be animation or comics or books from his life younger. And then we're just kind of doing backstory stuff. Do you think we're going to hit that point? Well, he, he wasn't in the sequel trilogy. So probably he either died before that, or he went back to the unknown regions to, uh, you know, be with his people. Yeah. I think we see him die, or we see he, he rides off into the sunset, which effectively can write him out. out. Um, and then if they want to re-explore and do like an old man Thrawn on on uh, you know on the Chiss planet, Chila. like old old man I Logan. Remember what it's called? <laughs> Josh will get it. He's he's the Google master. So, um, yeah, I just didn't know if uh, well, I know how to sp- I know how to spell it. I'm not. I can't remember how to say it. Yeah, all the, the, the chiss yeah. words and names are suck. Yeah, it's like basically a, a a troll. Like, is are they actually messing with the audience with these <laughs> names? Like, it's a joke. I think they're trying to mess with Mark Mark Thompson. Hmm. Like, good luck, Mark. Try this one and see what he does. Um, there's a lot of letters that don't normally go together in their names, and it's very hard to say. Um, yeah, I just didn't know if we would get to a point where we actually see the character killed off or if uh, we think he's going to, um, you know, there's a point where he leaves the Empire and just kind of heads off on his own and does his own thing. Well, that's so, his goal, um, right, was to go back. Yeah. Uh, do you think maybe that's what we get at the, whatever the end of this, uh, Dave movie is of the Mandoverse? Yeah. Is that where we're going to get? I, I mean, I think that's when well, anybody heading, can but... die in star Wars. I mean, we've had every, every major character, you know, has died. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, everyone dies in, in, yeah. in star Wars, just like in real life, everybody dies eventually. Yeah. But I mean, think about, you know. It's not. I'm just saying it's not like Marvel, where they just keep bringing them back in different iterations. Or yeah, yeah. 
No, I gotcha. Not that I'm upset about getting, seeing uh, Hugh Jackman uh, don the uniform one more time. Oh no, not at all. One um, more time for the a- first time. He was never. He's never been in the daggone Wolverine the- suit. He's played Wolverine 432 <laughs> times. He's never worn the damn suit. Shit drives me to nuts. Be cl- to be clear, we're talking about the yellow and blue. Uh, what do we call it? Traditional Wolverine, or uh, or the brown suits. and black one. He's never worn any of them. He's worn jeans yeah. and a white shirt, and he wore like a freaking <laughs> leather jumpsuit. He never wore a Wolverine yep. costume. Very true. Very true. Dumb, dumb. Okay, nerd, <laughs> relax. All live live action X Men has been horrible. That does not apply to Deadpool. Deadpool's pretty good. Deadpool's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Deadpool's That's a whole other good. thing. That's not what we're here for. <clears throat> All right. Anything else the, that we want to add to Thrawn characterization here um, before we uh, wrap this up and get out of here? No, there's a bunch more. I thought we were going to cover more Thrawn arcs. There's a bunch more Thrawn. So. There's a ton. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's in like we could dive into yeah, We are like, going to cover more Thrawn arcs. Yeah, he's in like this 20. This is just intro to Thrawn. Yeah, he's in like 20, 22 uh, Rebels episodes. Mm-hmm. So we got plenty more to go. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up and we'll call it a day. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Well, this was the recap of probably one of many Thrawn uh, arc, uh, tr- whatever you want to call it, arc studies uh, of the character because there are just a bajillion out there. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, it's it's cool to see how we've taken characters that you know have come out in uh, 80s, 90s and are now kind of being brought back into canon after that original uh, kind of acts of the old stuff so it's it's nice to have a lot of these characters back um, <clears throat> excuse me my like voice is like going as we go on in the show here but um, you can tune in to Outer and Beacon anywhere you listen to podcasts um, you can catch a lot of the old stuff loaded up onto YouTube you can follow us on social media Facebook Twitter Instagram um, you can find me I'm Justin on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you? This is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on social media. If you are celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday, hopefully you guys enjoy it. If you're doing post-holiday shopping, be safe. Don't overspend. Good Lord. It's uh, a lot out there, so I don't think people hit the retail stores as much as they used to. Because it's, uh, it's all on Amazon. I just do it all online now, the main man. Place I just do it all online. Is the gas station and the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> the cost of groceries right now is crazy. Um, anyway, hope everybody has a fun, safe holiday weekend. Uh, if you're celebrating, um, other than that, may the force be with you always. For light and light to run. The Hills by Iron Maiden on Thanksgiving. I, I listened to Alice's Restaurant. 
Thanksgiving song. Arlo Guthrie. Hmm. It's also anti-war. Nice. All right, John. Bye. Yeah, bye.